Don't get ready for the job. Be ready for the job. Hi guys, welcome back to Just Press. Um, it's Mylene. I hope you guys are having an amazing summer and an amazing whatever day it is that you're listening to this on. I am so excited because this guest is someone I've admired for years and you may have heard her voice on Real 92.3's weekday morning show, Big Boy's Neighborhood, or maybe you've seen her at a Dodger game as an in-game host. Natalia Perez was born and raised in the Valley and went to CSUN for radio production. She was just so nice to give me her time because she's a new mom and a female kicking butt in this industry and we all know how crazy it is if you're in it. So yeah, I hope you guys learned something and here's my interview with Natalia. You know, mom life. So hello, today I have Natalia Perez with me. Thank you so much for taking the time and for being on Just Press. I'm so honored. Oh no, I'm honored that you asked. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. And where are you right now? I'm actually in a, we call it a side studio um, at the station right now at Real 92.3. So we have multiple, uh, we have like a main studio and then Big Boy has his own studio. And then we have smaller ones where people can just kind of come in and record, you know, things that they need to do when they're not on air. So they're just extra production studios. So yeah, I'm just in here. (laughs) What time do you get to work? Every day? Well, our show starts at five. So we get in just a little bit before five. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So wait, for COVID, I remember you, um, you guys were doing the shows from home. But when did you guys start getting back into the studio? I just came back because I was on maternity leave. So when I came back, they asked me if it would be okay if I came back to the studio. Oh, sorry. Let me. Oh, no um, if, if I, I hope that didn't play it. Um, that I closed it out. Um, if I would be comfortable coming back to the studio because I had been doing the show fully at home my whole pregnancy and during the pandemic, but I'm fully vaccinated now. And so I would have said, you know what, of course, yeah, um, you know, I, I definitely feel comfortable coming back now that I'm fully vaccinated. And we take, we take a lot of precautions here at the station. I got my mask with me, oh, okay. I, you know, when I'm around other people I'm wearing and stuff. Um, but the rest of the show really was back in the studio. I would say, August maybe and they had been doing the show so I was really one of the only ones that was still doing it from home but that was because I was pregnant and they wanted to keep me extra safe okay got it so I want to jump into your college journey because you're someone that I've always been so curious about I know I've read about you and you said like you worked overnights and then Mm -hmm. you did like audio and things like that but I never had like a clear vision of how you got to where you are today so I you went to CSUN right I did yeah so I'm born and raised in the valley and um from really early on I knew that I always wanted to do something in radio and my dad had always told me that CSUN had a really great radio program my dad had went to CSUN my sister went to CSUN my aunt my cousin like everyone we I knew went to CSUN so for me CSUN was oh yeah, we're just going to, we're going to go to CSUN. So it kind of allowed me the, the ability to stay at home, save some money and go to college, but also be, have a major that had been known within the the Cal States to be a really good program there. Yeah. And in college, did you have any key professors or classes that you really took away that you still live by some of the advice? They well, gave you? I will say I've heard that the radio program has really gone like 
has really expanded since I've left because when I went, um, okay. So I guess at one point the radio program was really great at CSUN. And then at one point it dipped and this just kind of, um, happened because more students were really involved in like cinema and screenwriting and TV. Cause that was really booming. Um, in those years. And so radio kind of took a little bit of a downturn and then it kind of came back up again. And I think now they do a lot more as well, especially with like podcasting. It's so easy to, to do, you know, audio and stuff. So when I was there and I looked through my requisites, uh, requisites of what I needed to get done, I only really believe I had three or four classes that were specifically to radio. Everything else was well, you're under the umbrella of cinema, television, and arts, so take some classes in there and fill up your credits. But really, there were only four classes that were radio friendly, and one of them was was ratings, <laughs> like learning how to uh, figure out ratings and how that works. And half of that was TV ratings. So, but but the radio classes that I did have were fun and um, nothing like how radio really is. <laughs> What would you say was a big shock when you got into radio that you didn't learn about in class? Um, with radio, okay, so there are only so, like, if you're going to go to school and be a doctor, you got to go to school. If you want to be, you know, a psychologist, you got to go to school. If you want to be in radio, you don't have to go to college. Like, I can't tell you, I have met one person, and this is the only person that I know because we were actually went to college together and both worked at the radio station at the same time. Um, I've only met one person that has an actual degree, like a BA in radio production. Like no one does it. It's just everyone finds their own way to radio. And, um, and not to say that there aren't people who are you like, getting their majors in radio and then they, they go on. I just haven't met very many people like that. A lot of the people I meet, it's, I fell into it because I was a, you know, a mixing DJ and my, my career grew from there. I know people who were stand up comedians and they said, Oh, I just wanted to try radio and comedians are really quick and, and funny. And so they make really great radio personalities. Um, other people did go to school for radio and then left and never finished because they got a job in radio and then they just kept going. So actually, no, I, oh, see, I know Sissini from Kiss FM. I know she went to college. I know she graduated. To be honest with you, I don't know what her major was. It might've been communication. I don't know what her or Tanya's was. I know Tanya went to ASU. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people to... do communications. They don't do yeah. radio production. So it's slightly different. Um, so I think the, the biggest shock was, oh, I didn't have to <laughs> go to college to do this. Um, but I'm glad I did, you know, because you never know. You never know. Like, I wish I can go back and get another major or something, but or another degree. But um I think that was the biggest shock when it but connected to like the college. Cause in college they were like, I had a class where a teacher knew that I had worked for a radio station and I was just on the street team. I wasn't up in here, like, you know, an executive, I was just on the street team and they would say something, well, in radio, we do ads like this. And then they would look at me and say, is that how you do it at kiss FM? <laughs> and I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> You're the teacher. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So when you were, what year in college were you when you started on street team and you started at street team at kiss? I started on the street team when I was 19. So oh my God. it has been a long, long time. It's way back in the day. 
Oh, okay. So did they have any internship programs at the time? And did, did you do any? So the story goes, I was working at a Starbucks, literally down the street from the station. I didn't know that at the time. And um, someone came in and they had a t-shirt that looked like um, a radio station t-shirt, but it wasn't one that you like buy at a concert or get, you know, tossed at an event. It was like a, like embroidered. It was really nice. And I just asked, I said, oh, do you work for Kiss FM? They said, oh yeah, I'm on the street team. I do this. And I said, wow, that's really cool. I'd love to do that one day. I actually am majoring in radio. Oh, you should um, come put your resume in on the street team and you can, you can work for us. And I was like, oh man, that'd be amazing. Okay, great. So then I submitted my resume and never heard anything back for like six months. And I was devastated. So then they, um, the same guy came in again and he remembered me and he said, Hey, whatever happened? Like, did you turn your resume in? I said, yeah, I did, but I didn't hear anything back. Maybe, you know, I just wasn't the right fit. And he goes, you know what? Actually, uh, that was probably a bad time to turn your resume in because they weren't hiring, but he's like, but like five people just quit the street team. You should put your resume in like right away. And you never know you can get hired again. And I was like, Okay, I'll think about it. But I was so scared because, you know, I'd already been technically rejected. But um, two weeks later, I heard back from Gina the Latina. If anyone knows Gina the Latina down in San Diego, she's amazing. Um, She called me on the phone and said, um, hey, we have your resume here. We want you to come in for an interview. But how old are you? Which, by the way, you're not allowed to do. (laughs) And I was like, I'm 19. And she was like, oh, you know. We, um, we only hire street team members over 21 because you have to do a lot of club events. And so it's just like, you know, you should be 21 to do that sort of thing. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And she's like, but you know what we do? She's like, if you're in school, we have internships. So why don't you come down and try to be an intern? And I was like, oh, okay, great. Awesome. So I come in, but for whatever reason, I wasn't in the right year at college to be able to enter in the internship program. It was also in the middle of a semester as well. So I couldn't get the internship. So I called them back again, the guy who interviewed me. And I was like, please, I'll do anything. I'll sign anything. They're just, they won't, they're not letting me do it, but I really want to work for the station. And I guess I annoyed him enough that he uh, called me the next day and was like, just come on down. And then they ended up hiring me. (laughs) So you got street team after that? I got street team, yeah. (laughs) And then they told me, they were like, we we hire people under 18, uh, under uh, 21. We just wanted someone over 21. And I was like, you guys. (laughs) Oh my God. Gosh, that's so exciting. How long did you stay with them? So I did street team for about two and a half years, the rest of my college. Um, but when I was graduating around that time, that month of May, um, someone who used to work here, they said, Hey, there's an opening in programming. And I know that you want to do on air and that's like a future goal of yours. Um, but that's not going to happen if you're in on the street team because at this time, at this time, they're like, that's not going to happen. If you're still on street team, you got to learn the boards. You got to be on this side, the programming side of radio. If you really want to get on air, we have a board opposition. Do you want, um, you should put your resume in and talk to Julie pilot. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. So I did. And that's the thing, even though I had a degree in radio production, the systems that we use at the radio station, they don't teach you that. At, at CSUN or at school. They don't teach you how to physically run a board. The only way that you can learn how to run a radio station physically playing songs is actually doing it. Mm-hmm. 
So I begged again. I was like, I will learn how to run a board the best way possible and I'll do extra hours for free. And like, sometimes if you beg, people will (laughs) give you a chance. Um, And um, my pitch was good enough. And so they said, okay, well, we'll, we'll bring you, we'll switch you from programming from, excuse me, from um, promotions to programming and um, we'll start you off that. So I left street team after two and a half years and was only doing board opping for about six months. And from there, a position opened up for a producer for the afternoon DJ. His name is boy toy Jesse. He's down in San Diego as well. He's on weekends on kiss now. He was on Afternoons on Kiss for years, for years. Yeah, I remember his name. He's amazing. He's one of my favorite people. So um, I worked with him. I I produced his show. I helped him with whatever he needed to do. When he was, you know, at a location doing a live broadcast somewhere, I was in the studio running the board. I was, you know, making sure he had all his music that he needed, his commercials. I set up his any kind of interview that he did if he needed prep. So anything and everything he needed, I did for him. Um, and that's how I got onto the the programming side and left the street team. I would still sometimes do street team events, but it was all programming from there. Okay. So just for like time reference, what year did you graduate? And like what year was it like a year out of post-grad that you were working with Boy Toy Jesse or like how long? It was, it, so at? I graduated. You're going to see how old I am. Um, <laughs> I graduated college 2006. So oh. May 2006 is when I switched over to programming, but May, um, excuse me, uh, November, that's, I, no, late October is what I remember. I started with Jesse in 2006 and then, um, I'd have to like do math or paperwork to like realize what was the next step. But I know that I worked for Jesse for a very long time, like oh, okay. a very long time. I mean, 2006 and it's, um, what is it now? It's 2021. So. Oh, wait. so it was, oh, okay. So 2006 for a few years on after that. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I didn't really, I think, gosh, what everything blends together now. It's so weird. Um, I've been with, let me see. I've been with big boys neighborhood six years now or going on six years since 2015. Um, uh, what was it? March of 2015 is when I started with them or late February, but it doesn't matter. And then before that I was on for a year and a half with, um, hot 92, three. And before that I was on air with Rick D's for a year. And so, and before that it was on two years for a radio show that only aired in Australia. And that was like my first real radio job. So I don't know what the year that was. So how did you land big boys? Was it through like a referral or how does the story go when you found out you were going to be with him in the neighborhood? um, Most people know that before Real 92.3, the station was Hot 92.3. And um, the company, iHeart, decided that they really wanted a hip hop station in LA. And so that was what they did. Um, It's the same company from before. And so thankfully I was able to keep a job here, even though the station that I worked for technically was no longer around. And with the switch and everything, there were just, um, there was an opportunity to work with big boy. And so I went in and I auditioned and I, I had met him years before that in high school, but this was like my first time, like really meeting big boy. And, um, 
after kind of coming in a couple times, I, like I did like a phone interview and met with them and, you know, they got to know me. Um, they called me and they said, congratulations, you're part of Big Boy's Neighborhood. And I was like, yay, that's amazing. Which, mind you, I'm telling you, I went to that uh, like uh, interview, I guess, saying, I'm not going to get this. Uh, there is no, there is going to be someone bigger, someone better, someone more talented, someone prettier, someone thinner, someone, yeah, I don't even know. But I was like, it's not going to be me, but you got to try. You just have to try. And so I just went in and I did my very best and I walked away and I remember thinking, okay, like just got to go about my day now and keep on going. Cause I know I'm not going to get it. And then here we are. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so weird because I remember like when I was in high school, that was when you guys did the switch. And then I was like, my brother started playing and I was like, wait, or wasn't he like on power 106? Mm-hmm. I was so confused. And then I heard, I just remember always hearing your voice and then, yeah, I would have never thought that I would have been able to talk to you. So that's really oh cool. Gosh, We're both having so cool. full circle moments. I think it's cool because I don't mean it like, oh, you get to talk to me. Not like that. I mean, cool. Like I had those same experiences. Like for me growing up, I listened, you know, the one female I always heard was Ellen Kay, who was on with um, Ryan for a long time before that. She was on with Rick D. She'd been with Kiss FM for years, but growing up, I listened to Ellen. And then, and just last week I saw her in the hallway and we hadn't seen each other in a few months. And she was like, how's your baby? And she started crying. And I was just sitting like going, this is so crazy because I grew up listening to you and, and, and loving a, hearing a female on the radio. And now you're crying because you know about my son and you remember when I got married and, you know, cause I worked with her for a while. So like, that's like, I know that feeling of, man, it's really cool when things kind of come full circle and yeah. Yeah, it is. And what does a day to day in your job look like? Because I know besides being on air, you also write, don't you? I well, we do a lot of when it when we write, quote unquote, we're just doing a lot of um, it depends on what you consider writing. So we have a lot of responsibilities when it comes to being on air where it's not just, Hey, walk in when the show starts, open the mic and just go. There's a lot of prep that goes into each show. And there's also a lot of behind the scenes because now radio is so online as well. We have a website and we have new news, new quote unquote news articles that we put up. I always write them first person. Like they're coming from me rather than something a little bit more professional. (laughs) But, um, so like a day to day for me is it is, it's waking up, getting ready, going to the station, um, kind of gathering all my notes that I'm going to have for the show that day. And then we get to our show afterwards. Um, sometimes like for instance, today there's a commercial that's going to air next week that they needed me to record. So I'll quickly record some, you know, commercials, hopefully. Um, and, and then usually it's like, okay. If we don't, if we don't have like an interview coming in or something, I mean, things have really changed because of COVID. So we don't do as many interviews at the moment, just because we're all still trying to be really safe, but we'll do like interviews. We'll hang out a little bit. I'll go home. Um, and then the rest of the day is honestly, it's preparing for the next day. So I'm looking for all the stories that I'm going to talk about. I'm looking for what's, you know, what are people talking about? What's the new, what's the hot topic of the day? Or, you know, is there an incident, you know, I was following the Jen and Ben Affleck story and, oh, what's going on here? And, oh, Nikki just posted what's going to happen so that, um, at night 
the show gets together again on the phone and we have a meeting, a, we- a nightly meeting, and we talk about, all right, what are we going to do tomorrow? What are the topics that we're going to talk about? What is every, you know, so we're all pitching ideas. We're exchanging uh, stories and just kind of preparing for the next day. After that, I will then write out my stories of what I'm specifically going to talk about. I'm probably cutting up audio that I want to play during my stories. And then, um, and then it will be like bedtime. But in between that, now my life has changed because in between prepping it, now I got to prep the bottles for the next day for the baby. And I got to get the baby his bath and I want to play with him. And are we trying a new food today? So it's like mixing, but that's a day when, sorry, my chair keeps moving. That's a day with, um, where it's just focused on the radio show. Um, Before the pandemic, it would be, you know, I go home, rest for a while, and maybe there was a red carpet that I was lucky enough to get cover. So I'd have to get ready and go down to the red carpet and prepare questions and do the interview. Or maybe it was a movie that I was going to get to screen early and have an opinion or, you know, get to review it. Or it was maybe a Dodger game that I was getting ready to, you know, get ready, go down to the stadium, work that and, so, but now it's, it's a little bit more relaxed at the moment because of the pandemic. I yeah, that was something that I wanted to bring up as well, working for the Dodgers. How has that changed? And are you still working with them? Because of the actually, Yeah, um, I wasn't, I didn't do any of the early games because I still was on maternity leave, but I am going to do some games this season. I'm actually have one um, tomorrow will be my first day back. I'm not going to do as many just because it is really hard trying to juggle um, like a five month old and finding babysitters. And I love hanging out with my baby. So I'm going to do a few games um, for the season, but I'm excited to go back. It's like, I, that was one reason I wanted to, even though I know it's going to be harder, I wanted to make sure I got some games in because I love being at the stadium. I love the team. I was a Dodger fan. I mean, if I, if you're born in LA, come on, yeah. you're not. So like we're, we're a hardcore Dodger family. So just getting to work for the organization and I love the people there. They're so nice. So I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta try to get in a few games this season. Oh my gosh. How did you land that job? So this will be a lesson for anyone uh, in don't ever burn your bridges because you might get salty. (laughs) So um, well before I ever got on air in L.A., I was lucky enough to work for a um, a, a show that only aired in Australia. But the point was we're in Hollywood, we're in L.A., we're doing red carpets and and junkets and we're bringing you all the stars and celebrities to Australia from Hollywood. And so um, that was an amazing show that I got to work with some really amazing people. Um, And I did that for about three and a half years. And then the show decided to have a a change, which happens a lot of times, you know, in this industry, nothing ever really stays the same. And so they said, you know, unfortunately, um, we're not going to renew your contract. The show kept going. And, and that was it. And you know, I had to just kind of go, okay, it was a good three and a half years. That was amazing. And now, you know, on to the next thing. And I could have very well been, you know, upset and like, why did they do this? Or, you know, mm, and posted something on Facebook about how I felt. But honestly, like, it's just one of those things you like, nothing stays the same. And don't ever get mad at the fact that things have to change and put your frustrations out on social media, because I can imagine 
If I did, I would have never gotten Dodgers because the producer who worked for me, were with me on the Australian show, also worked for the Dodgers and referred me for that position. And I always like, I'm very thankful that we had a very good relationship where, hey, maybe we're not working together on this job. Who never knows down the line, you know, what could be. And so for them to think of me and refer me again for another job, I thought was always so amazing. Um, and then that when I just I went in, I auditioned, and uh, and I got it. I got it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so exciting! How nerve, how nervous were you for your first day for Dodgers? It was a stadium really filled. Yeah, super nervous. But to be honest with you, the only, the reason I was really nervous is because there's a there's a bounce back. So where I'm talking on the mic, I will then hear myself, you know, three seconds later because there's a delay. Oh. So, as you know, like working in audio, if there's like a delay and then you're hearing yourself a couple seconds later, it throws you off. Like oh, big yeah. time, what's happening. And so you can, there's no way around it at Dodger stadium. It is what it is because it is the, the way that the stadium is and the speakers. So it took me a couple games to get used to it. And now I can completely ignore the bounce back. I'm like, Oh yeah, that doesn't even matter. I don't pay attention to it. And also, I'm only really looking into the camera. I don't see, I don't, I try to just really focus in the camera. And if I'm talking to someone and that's it, I don't really see everyone in the stadium, um, which half the people aren't even paying attention to, which is told, which I like as well. I kind of think about it that way, like, ah, no one's paying attention. Um, but yeah, the first few a couple of games were pretty, you know, they would make me nervous. And I think I might be nervous to go back as well and be like, oh, kind of rusty. I haven't done this in a while. So, all right, let's jump back in. <laughs> Is it a lot of, um, do you like doing more games with the fans or just talk? I know you guys, I've seen videos like you guys talking on the field and reporting, um, not reporting, but more of just like saying things about the game or we have this going on. Like I like to do, be with the fans because they're really fun and they're usually always really excited and um, they get to win things. So I like to be able to give them that moment of, I always imagine them going home like, I was on Dodger Vision last night and I won a hat and it was so cool and I got to play this game. It's like an experience you don't always get when you get to go to Dodger Stadium. So for the few that have, get to play a game and get to win something, I always think is really fun. So I like meeting new people too. Um, I'm actually really shy, but I do like meeting new people and everyone's always so nice. So I do like working with the fans, but every now and then too, like you'll get someone like super famous that you get to interview on the field. And I'm like, this is really cool. Like, or someone you're a fan of. And I think that's always really fun. Who have you interviewed that you've had that moment? Um, At Dodger Stadium, specifically Kendrick Lamar, which was really cool because that was fun. Um, I did meet Kobe um, at Dodger Stadium on the field. I didn't interview him, but my um, he was standing next to me and my boss. And I just was like, Hey, can you ask Kobe for a photo with me? And then Kobe heard me and he smiled and nodded. And I was like, oh my God, okay. So like, that was really cool. Um, Jack Black was really fun. We did an interview with him and his kid. I think his kid was there, kid or kids. I can't remember. And I just remember one little, like his boy, like ran into the interview and was like, I want to say something. And it's live. You, There's no stopping recording or whatever. You're just having fun at Dodger Stadium. And so I was like, yeah, sure. What, a, you know, what do you want to say? And I put the mic in front of him and he was like, chicken fingers. <laughs> and, he oh. like, and I was like, okay. But it was fun. Like that, that was really cool. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Wow. I can only <laughs> the biggest shock to me is the bounce back. 
because yeah. yeah, on this software that I use, it has like an enable um, to enable your mm-hmm. audio playback. And then I hear it and I'm like, oh no, I can't do this. Yeah. It, yeah. If I had to deal with that on an every day on the radio show, I'm sure it, like it would definitely be so annoying, but there it's just one of those things where you just kind of, you kind of deal with it. I always tell the person that we are interviewing, I always try to warn them about it because again, they're not doing this every day or even, you know, few times a week. And I tell them, Hey, you're going to hear yourself bounce back. Try not to like get thrown off. Literally just look at me, look at my lips and pay attention to me and you'll be fine. And they, it seems that that's the best thing to, um, to do to ignore the bounce back. So a lot of times we'll be with another host and I'll literally just stare at their lips. I'm like, okay, I'm paying attention to what they're saying. Okay. I'm paying attention to what they're saying. And I don't hear, uh, the bounce back. That's so intense. Wow. That's <laughs> a lot more goes into it than you would think when you're just a fan watching it because I grew up going to Dodger games too. And I always thought it was so cool. Like, whoa, look at them. <laughs> it's, fun. Wanted, it's really yeah, fun. I, I do want to ask because I feel like, um, well, I watched the video when you were talking about how you met your now husband. And I thought it was really cute. I want to ask, how did you balance everything? Like before you had a son, how did you balance just um, like marriage and work life? I'll have to say, I just, it's when it, we could do a whole other hour on relationships. Um, I got really, really, really lucky that I found someone that not only do, did we match chemistry wise, just personalities hanging out together, but he is such a secure man that, he made it so easy. He like he I remember one of the things I loved about him was early on he had he told me all about his mom who unfortunately is no longer with us but she was like a boss. Like she worked in finance and she was, you know, a head of a company and you know, she just was really a hard worker. So he grew up around a woman who was at the top of her game. And so for him, that's how that one he finds that awesome and amazing in other women, but it's also not surprising for him as well. He's not like, Oh, you want to be on air or you want to, you know, try to be a, you know, whatever it is. But so he was always very, very, um, secure in what he does. He was secure in what I do. There was never any jealousy. There was never any, Oh, you're cause I've seen it before with, you know, not at our station, but just with other people in radio where so you, you'll have a guy who gets jealous because you took a photo with, you know, a rapper. And it's like, look, that's my job. I'm literally at the radio station. We took a photo and then that's it. It's, and they'll, there are men who can't handle, um, maybe their woman around certain things. I'm not saying every guy's like that. I'm just lucky that I found someone who I would show and be like, oh, look, I got a, a picture with Usher. And he'd be like, oh, that's so cool. He loved it, you know? But he also wasn't trying to be all up in it. He wasn't like, oh, can you get me this? And oh, can you get me that? He he knew how to like, he he. that just doesn't Im- impress him, I guess, I don't know if, if that makes sense. Um, but he always supports me. And he, like, if I would go home, if I would have a long day, he would just, you know, you got this baby, keep kicking butt. You got this, or it was very supportive. Um, and, and yeah, like, I don't know, like, it was just it, like, I think that's how we were able to balance it. And he also, he does love 
hip hop. So whenever I would be able to take him to work events, he loved it. He was like, oh, this is cool. He wasn't like bored, you know, or maybe doesn't like the music. So that was something we had in common that we can go to these shows together and have a great time. Um, but I think, I think personally where it just comes to, when it comes to balancing your work life with a relationship is just finding someone who is going to support you as much as you're going to support them and grow together. Yeah. I always thought that you, Oh, I hit the wire. (laughs) Oh, I always thought that you guys had, I remember you just talked about him, whether it's in posts. I remember, um, it was a red carpet. You were wearing a green dress. I think Mm. that's what it was. And then he posted something. Yeah, and then he posted the something. Oscars, yeah, yeah, he posted something on his story. He was like, "No one works harder than her," and I was just like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, that's so freaking cute!" Like, he's very wow. supportive. He's he very he's very like he he sees the the true behind the scenes, and so like if I wanted to stop today, he would support me. If I want, he wants. If I want to keep going, he'll support me. It doesn't matter. He just wants to see me happy. But like I said, he gets to see the true behind the the early wake up hours, the late night working on the show the next day, the no days off sometimes. So he knows how hard it can be sometimes. And people don't really see that. Um, But like I said, for him, he was like, I love that you have goals. I love that you have aspirations and that you want to push yourself that you're not just willing to, you know, oh, I'm just not going to do anything. So which, listen, let's be honest, sometimes I don't want to do anything. (laughs) yeah I feel that I feel like I'm either going 100 miles per hour or I don't want to go at all yeah (laughs) and that's the only way to balance it I'm never just like oh no it's either all or nothing so when do you when do you graduate I graduate in a year okay nice so yeah this is my junior what are your what are your goals um I want to be an entertainment news correspondent but I would also love to do something I I would say like Dodgers, E, or Kiss FM. I could see myself. Well, I know. Well, whenever I hear if, if I hear of something opening up, I will definitely let you know. But I don't know. Do you ever go on the iHeart um, job? Like, there's a section on iHeart Radio's like website for job openings. I've looked for internships because I'm still in school. But okay. um, internships they work. Don't close. limit yourself. If there's just a job, just apply. You never know. You just like, like I said, like my thing is a foot in the door is better than any way that you can get in the building of any job is the best thing you can do. Because once you're in the building, the people who do the hiring, they know you, they see you, they know where you come from, you know, and not to say that people only hire within, it just gets a little easier if you're already there. And once you're there, you can ask people about their job. What do they do? How did you do this? Can you teach me this? And like showing that initiative, when people see other people who want to learn without being like crazy, they're like, people love taking people under their wing and helping them out. And like, that's what people did to me. Every job that I've ever had has been a referral from someone else. Hey, you're looking for someone? Talk to this girl. She might be, you know, your best bet. Every job I've had has been someone knew me. They knew my what I wanted to do. And so they referred me. That's a really good advice. I forgot to ask, what is some advice that you have for all college students right now? Would you say that that applies to everyone? Yes. Just get your, get your foot in the door somehow. Um, you know, I used to think that when I first applied 
for a street team, I would, I always used to say like, oh, I would love to work for Kiss FM. And th- it's great because you, you want to work for somewhere that you're passionate about whatever it is. Um, but there are so many outlets out right now. There's so many stations. There's so many places that you can work. So don't like limit yourself in just like, well, I want to work there. Like there's, if you want to get to another level, there's usually more than just one step. You got it. You know, there's always a lot of little steps. So everyone I know has worked somewhere else before they worked at where they're at, um, for the most part. So don't limit yourself, get your foot in the door, let people know what you want to do. For a long time, people thought I only wanted to be a producer because I was so shy and I, I was nervous and I wouldn't tell people. I always thought if I work really hard and put my head down and just work, 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 they'll notice. But they kept referring me to jobs of producing jobs. And I, was, and I finally said, I was like, I don't want to be a producer. I just be a producer. I want to be on air. And they were like, we had no idea. What, what is, oh my gosh. And then after that, you know, everything in my career shifted and it was all more on air stuff. So, um, let people know what you wanted to, Hey, I want to be on air. One of the other girls, I don't know if you, um, know her or follow her. She works over at Dodgers, uh, Naz Perez. I am obsessed with Naz. (laughs) So if you know Naz's story, she was a producer at E well before she got to do all the on-air camera stuff that she's doing now. And she just like, I love Naz because she never gave up. She created her own lane. She puts so much passion into everything that she does. Um, she's a sweetheart. And again, she was, some people are unwilling to do the work. They just want the glory, you know, and she was willing to do the work, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Like people don't realize, like I knew Naz when she first started at Dodger stadium, she had worked at E and she worked for the bachelor, but she did no on air or in camera stuff before that. And then she just kept going and pushing and working harder and harder. And she's got a great career. Um, and so yeah, let, let people know what you want to do, put in the work, be kind, don't burn bridges. I know those are all cliches, but it's true because this industry is small and you never know who's going to be the next person that could hire you. You never know who's going to be your coworker one day. Um, just, you know, I'm not saying to like kiss ass or anything. I'm just saying like, just be nice, like be nice and, you know good things will happen, but don't give up too, you know? Be nice and see where it takes you, basically. Yeah, definitely for sure. But for you, like, you know, oh, okay, this is the real advice. If you don't, if you cut out everything, keep this in. This is the real advice. Don't get ready for the job. Be ready for the job. So many times a job opening will happen, especially in radio, and people will say, oh, I want that job. Let me get my, um, let me get my air check ready. Let me get let me get my stuff ready. And then they spend a week in the studio working on an air check to put it together to give to the boss for a job. Have it already done. You want to be able to go, if, if someone says, hey, there's a job right now at E, uh, but send us your, your reel, how quickly can you get that to them? Is it going to be a day? Is it going to be two days? Is it going to be a week? If you already have it ready and to go, it doesn't matter if it's there's a lot on it or a little bit, just have it and send it off. I got overnights um, like seven, what is it, six, seven, eight years ago on a, on, on a Hot 92.3 because an, someone quit 
I went to my boss and I said, I want to do overnights as well, as well as in the morning. And, um, he said, okay, well, you've never like really done any solo shifts here at the station. Um, send me your air check. I sent it to him in 15 minutes and yeah, cause I already had it. So I was like, yeah, here you go. And he said that he gave me the chance because of how quickly I gave him my air check because he was like, you were ready. You showed me you were willing and ready. And, you know, he's like, even though, because being on a morning show is different than doing like a regular, a different shift. It's just kind of different style. And he was like, even though I know you didn't have as much experience, he was like, I knew that you were going to work hard and, and do it. So don't wait to get the air check ready. Don't wait to put the reel together. Don't wait to do your resume. Always have it ready to go in a split second because you want to be able to be that first one. Like, oh, there's a job opening. Boom. Here it is. So that's that's my one advice. Don't don't get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Okay. All right. So it is 1151. But thank you so much for being on again. And you can follow. Is there anything else you want to um, plug like? Um, I always ask people for their socials and where can we find them? Hey, Natalia on Instagram, H-E-Y-N-A-T-A-L-A. You can hit follow, but be nice. I'm sensitive. Um, or, uh, I think my TikTok's like, Hey, Natalia 11 or something, or Hey, Natalia Perez. That's what it is. It's Hey, Natalia Perez. Um, but yeah, Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram. Send me a message. Say hi. <laughs> Thank you so much. And have a great rest of your day. I wish you the best in everything. And yeah, I'll talk soon. Um, you're really cool to keep in touch with. Of course. Yeah, we're going to keep in touch. You're going to let you're going to keep me updated. And we're going to find you a job somewhere. We're going to get your foot in the door because you're so nice and sweet. And um, don't ever give up. And I want to be able to say, well, let me tell you this. Oh, those are the last thing. Sorry. I know I got to get to my baby. Um, before I was, before I started doing, um, big boys neighborhood, I always had interns because we used to have interns back in the day. I always had interns. Some of my interns, I don't know if you listen to Seacrest, but my old intern is Erica. Yeah, who's one of their right. producers. Yeah. She interned for me. One of my interns works on the East Coast for a record label. I forget which one because he switched over and he's doing amazing things. Um, Another guy went on to be on air on Radio Disney and he works for American Idol. He does like camera work, like on camera as well. Like I have so many amazing, oh, well, I'll, t I'll text you that. Um, but a lot of my interns have gone on to do like amazing, great things. And so I love being able to go, oh my gosh, I knew when they were like just starting out and look at them now, I get so proud and happy and excited. And so um, I can't wait to be able to say that about you. 